Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello and welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Framberg, and this week we are going to be talking about credit scores, what they are, why they matter, and most importantly, how you can improve yours. After a conversation with a client who had just gone through a divorce and she was kind of organizing her accounts and removing her ex-husband from accounts that were hers. And she had a bank account with a linked credit card that was a joint account. His name was on it. Instead of closing it, wanted to know if she should keep it open because she's going to be applying for a mortgage or a mortgage refinance shortly. So she wanted to make sure that she kept her credit score up. And I realized when she reached out with this question that this is probably a question that a lot of people have. Credit scores affect everyone and almost any major financial transaction, they're going to affect how that transaction goes. Essentially, they're like grades. And I'm constantly talking with my kids about grades. My son especially, there are easy things that you can do to keep your grades up, no matter how good of a student you are, uh, that are easy layups. And I think the same thing is true with credit scores. There are things that you can do that are not that difficult, that can significantly increase that score. And the truth of the matter is that it's something that affects all areas of your life. It's not just if you want to get a mortgage or buy a car or finance something. Employers, landlords, insurance companies, they all look at credit scores to essentially evaluate risk, your risk, the risk of doing business, credit worthiness, and it's it's a score that they have access to. So it's certainly something that you want to pay attention to and not feel shame about if there are things in your past, but do things to correct upon that. So before I get into the specifics of credit scores, I want to just share a little bit about the history of them. Credit scores actually were created in the 1950s by the Fair Isaac Corporation. You may have heard of FICO. That's what where that comes from. And it originated as a way for lenders to quickly access a borrower's credit worthiness. As simple as that. I have been asked in the past by clients, what is a good credit score? A lot of people just don't know. If you're not in the business where you would be looking up others' credit scores, or you really haven't had any issues with your credit score, you may not even know what a good score is. So the ranges are from 300 to 850. And the higher your score, the better your credit worthiness is considered to be. FICO has graded their credit scores as excellent is 800 or above. So from 800 to 850. Very good is from 740 to 799. Good is 670 to 739. Fair is 580 
to 669 and poor is 579 and below. You might be saying, well, where do I get my credit scores? There are three major credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. So you can go directly to any of those and get your credit score. I'm also going to link in the show notes a link where you can get a free credit report annually. And really, your credit score is going to be a combination of those three major bureaus. There are other agencies that collect data on you and may have a credit score, but those are the three that are most widely looked at and the ones that you should really pay attention to. Think of your credit report as a snapshot of your history as a borrower. To build your credit reports, each of the different credit bureaus collect a few key pieces of information. Credit account information. So that's going to be the types of accounts you have, credit cards, student loans, auto loans, mortgage, the open dates for those accounts, your credit limit, account balances, and payment history. They're going to also show any hard and soft inquiries. These type of inquiries are recorded on your credit reports. Generally, a hard credit inquiry happens basically when you allow a company or an individual or a credit issuer to check your credit reports. This can result in a temporary drop in your credit score. So I know when you're coming close to closing on a mortgage or you want to go buy a car, if the more hard inquiries you have, it will cause that temporary, again, drop. So it's not a good idea to go out and get a whole lot of credit right before you're going to do a major financial transaction. So these things are not bad long-term for your credit score. But again, if you go out and open up a whole bunch of credit at the same time or purchase things on credit, it is going to ding your score. If you filed for bankruptcy in the past, it will be on your credit report and what chapter bankruptcy you have filed. Any kind of collection accounts, anything with a past due payment, Um, that are going to be passed along to collection agencies. Now, especially for our younger listeners, anyone who has done this for some time or had things on their credit report, one of the biggest things that I find people have that are keeping down your credit score, late payments for DTE, for example, here in Michigan, so utilities. But what happens is people forget that last bill when they move out of an apartment And they may move and not change their address and not even know they have that bill. Now, with everything electronic, the ability to do auto bill pay and log into accounts from your phone, I'm hopeful that this will be happening less. But again, sometimes people have lower credit scores than they should because they didn't even know a bill existed, a medical bill, hospital bill, anything that even the smallest amount, I have seen that happen. That happened to me in my 20s when I checked my credit report. I had a bill. I didn't even know that I had it. It was literally under $100 and something that I obviously would have paid if I knew it existed. So that's why we say it's important to check your credit report annually. Make sure that a late payment didn't show up that you were unaware of. We'll talk about that in a little bit, what to do if you have something on your credit report that you need to dispute. But again, just knowing what kind of information credit bureaus collect, what things lower your credit score, and what you're looking at when you look at your credit report, those things are essential. 
Now let's get in a little bit deeper about what things determine your score on your credit report and how they're weighted. Payment history is the most important factor in determining your score. It looks at whether you've made your payments on time and if you've ever missed any payments or had accounts sent to collections. This is weighted 35% of your score. As I alluded to, one of the easiest things, the layup that you can do to get your credit score up is to pay everything on time. And yes, I realize if you don't know a bill exists, it's really hard to pay on time. But very similar to the advice that I give to my son about his grades, the easiest thing is to just work on getting organized, knowing what you got due, and making sure that you turn it in on time, right? That is like for a 13-year-old boy, that is the number one thing keeping their grades down is they're like all over the place, unorganized. Sometimes homework is done and just not turned in. So get those easy layups to keep that score up and pay your bills on time. The next thing, which you may have a little bit less control over, but I will share a few tips at the end of this podcast on how to get this part of your score up is credit utilization. That counts for 30%. And by credit utilization, what I mean is the amount of credit you're using compared to the amount you have available. A high credit utilization ratio can indicate that you're overextending and maybe more likely to miss payments in the future. If you have a total of three credit cards and between those credit cards, you have $20,000 that you could spend. If you are utilizing 18, 19,000 of that total credit, that is going to lower your overall score. It's the amount of credit available to you. And this is why when we're talking about, you know, not using a credit card anymore, we talk about not closing it, just paying it off and keeping that credit open. That does help your score. So again, credit utilization is 30%. Now this one, you have very little control over, uh, which is length of credit history. And that counts for 15%. So if you're listening to this and you're younger, or sometimes people don't open credit cards right away, uh, so you may be newer to that. I know some people, especially if their parents had issues with credit cards in the past, they're afraid of it. They think of credit as bad. Having credit available to you is good. Using all of it or not paying on time, not good. So in order to have a good credit score, you have to have had a credit history. And again, that accounts for 15% of that score. So the longer you've had a credit card open, the higher the score. Because a long credit history can demonstrate to lenders that you're an experienced borrower and have a track record of managing credit responsibly. Now, this goes both ways, though. So I know when I was in high school, late high school and college, my mother added me to her credit card, thinking this will give her credit history. She heard that that will like improve my credit worthiness. However, I know when I pulled my credit for the first time in my 20s, I had some dings on my credit that were her dings. So just be careful if you are looking to help someone, like child most likely, by adding them to your credit, but you have to be extra careful that you are paying your bills on time 
and you don't have any dings again on your credit that may carry over. So again, length of credit. Then this one is interesting and I actually uh, didn't know this was a thing until I looked into it further, but credit mix accounts for 10%. So what that means is if you have a credit card, auto loan, mortgage, the different types of credit and showing that you pay all three types of those on time, that helps your overall score. So again, if you're younger and starting out and listening and thinking about this, that means maybe you get an auto loan and pay it off um, just to, again, enhance the amount of areas of credit or credit mix as that does factor into your overall credit worthiness. Now, the last one, a lot of people I find out don't know about this, and this is, again, where timing is everything if you're looking to, say, close on a house, which is new credit. That counts for 10%. If you have recently applied for a new credit card and opened a new credit card, or, again, an auto loan, And you do all of this in a short period of time. A big one that I hear from mortgage lenders is furniture. You're buying a new house. Maybe you haven't sold your old one. And of course, I mean, the decorator in me wants to say, go out and buy all this new furniture. Do not go, even if it's an amazing deal. I see signs all the time, like no interest until, you know, 2025. Well, think about it. If you're going to furnish an entire house and put it on credit, You better talk to your mortgage lender before you do that. That's just one of those things. So it's just new credit as well as the utilization of that credit. So if you go out and put a lot of furniture on one of your credit cards you've had forever, that could affect your utilization as well. And really, I go through this just because understanding the factors that go into determining your credit score can really help you make informed decisions about managing your credit and improving your score over time. If you don't understand the things that go into it, you may unknowingly do something that dings your credit at the wrong time. And that's what I find that typically happens, which is it's not intentional. It's something you didn't even know would have an effect on your score. So I'm going to go over ways that you can improve your credit score. Easy one, which is making payments on time. Having credit open and available to you, keeping that ratio of credit utilized to credit available lower. If you have credit cards available to you, call the companies every six to 12 months and ask for a credit increase. So when you initially take out a credit card, they will pull your credit report. And maybe you took that out when you were younger or had a lower paying job or just again, less credit history. Instead of getting a new card, you can go to that card company, call them up and ask for more available credit. The key here is you're not actually going to use that credit, right? Because the more you use, that may actually have a negative effect on your credit score. But you just want to have more available to you. Again, we talked about the credit mix. That comes in by having credit cards as well as an auto loan that you have paid, and a mortgage. It doesn't mean that you need to keep these things open. So like I said, with the auto loan, a lot of times people pay that off to keep that credit utilization down. But just the idea that you had one, you paid it off, that's going to show lenders that you are credit worthy. 
So I know we talked about checking your credit report for errors. There are several places you can get a free credit report. One of those places is annualcreditreport.com that will include all three credit bureaus every year. But the most important thing to understand is that when you look at your credit report, you have the right to dispute inaccurate information in your reports with those data furnishers. So under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the consumer reporting company and the company that furnished the information to the credit bureau must conduct a free investigation to verify that the information is correct and to correct it if they made a mistake. So what do you do? There are a couple things. There are online tools, which I will link in the show notes that you may be able to use to dispute information. You can call over the phone. There is Credit Financial Protection Bureau, or CFPB, has a list on their website of all the major credit bureaus and how to contact them. Now, there is a phone number if that's your preferred method, but you may want to do it by mail or electronic disputes just because that way you have a paper trail. You know all too well when you call and talk to somebody in a customer service type atmosphere and then they have no record of it, right? It does happen. So I do recommend a paper trail, especially if it's a big dispute. Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion are the big three. There are some other credit companies, but those are the ones you really want to look at. Another thing is if there are disputes on your credit card, not necessarily on your credit report, potential fraud, you do want to notify the credit bureaus. You want to make sure that those agencies are aware of that, especially if you're rebuilding, say, after a divorce. I know the process of divorce, that status quo, that's where a lot of my clients sometimes get dinged, even people with excellent credit. They're just unsure about you know who's paying what, Sometimes there's intentional, you know, you know, shoot yourself in the foot despite, uh, you know, just trying to kind of get back at your soon-to-be ex during the divorce process. Things get nasty. So this is something where maybe you're in a rebuilding stage and that's okay, but it's important to understand the things that you can do to help your credit score. And sometimes in a marriage situation, I find especially women who maybe aren't the breadwinner in the family. They may not have a lot of credit in their name because they just depended on being on their ex-husband's you know, revolving credit. So opening up the credit card, using it, not all of the credit available to you, but a portion of it and paying it off on time every month, that is going to be the best answer to increasing your credit score. Hang in there. It does take time. Don't get discouraged. But do know that this credit score really is going to be looked at by, again, potential employers, by landlords as something that is basically a grade on adulting. How well are you doing with paying your bills, right? So do take it seriously, but do not let it define you and know that you can bring it back up. I hope that you found this episode helpful. As always, we love when you share our episode. So if you know someone who else who could benefit from this episode, please do share and go and rate our podcast. If you found it helpful, that helps us as well. We appreciate all of our listeners 
and we hope that you're having a great day. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.